I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh, when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. I did not have sexual relations with that. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What in the actual podcast? Alrighty. Yes, Nate, we match. Oh, look at that. What are the odds you guys are matching again for the second week in a row? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was that last episode? I can't remember what it was. Well, if Emily, if anyone doesn't have the context on that, Emily thinks that me and Nate have a side text without her, which we don't. (laughs) I just spritz my face with Evian. I spritz, Ooh. I spritz my face with Evian for a little like sound action. That's oh, cute. Oh my god! Do you buy those Evian bottles from Sephora? Yeah, bitch. Of course you do. Of course I do. I have to stay moisturized as fuck. <laughs> so I'm just letting everyone know a little tricksy Lou that I was taught this week Ooh. is you take your spiked seltzer and then you pour a little shot of vodka into it, and then it's like a double. <laughs> Spiked seltzer. Wait, no. Katie looking at her seltzer like it's not like good enough (laughs) now. (laughs) Nobody told me that. I'm sitting here with my dick in my hand with a non-spiked spiked spiked seltzer. Are you kidding? (laughs) Oh my god. She did like just telling you this. She looked at her seltzer like her seltzer had something to do with it. (laughs) It's all her seltzer's fault. fault. Like why are you not good enough? That's what she looked at. (laughs) No, I didn't mean that. Oh, so I'm I'm enjoying it. It's pretty refreshing, actually. Look at I you. I bet. I bet that's clearing your sinuses right out. <laughs> <laughs> While mine are still clogged from all the allergies I have. So thank you. I mean. Oh, here we are. Oh, boy. Here we are. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to What in the Actual podcast, the podcast where we ask the question, what in the actual fuck is going on? Yeah, because we have no idea. I mean, from that introduction, literally, <laughs> that should just let you know where we're at. Not a ting, man. <sighs> but here we but are. But for this week's appreciation station, we just wanted Ooh. to shout Ooh. out <laughs> Joey Zook photos on Instagram. Yay. Uh, he's been like our ride or die since episode one, and he's constantly shouting us out on Always. many different social media platforms. So follow that bitch it's joey zook <laughs> z-u-c-c photos with ph not enough because i <laughs> i had to double check <laughs> um and he left us a wonderful review so if you want to yes, get true. shouted yes. out leave us a review um with like your name or whatever you want in it or shout us out on instagram or something and we'll shout you back out yeah. Shout you out back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shout you out back. Shout you out back. <laughs> we'll just shout at you out we'll back. We'll shoot my you house. out back. We'll shout you out back. We'll do something to you out in the back. We'll, we'll figure take it out. you right out on the deck and just scream. At you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh that God, was uncalled for. Unfucking called for. Oh man. All right. Hey. We have a big one this week. So, so we yeah, let, let's it. just have baby Jesus bless this mess right away and get right into her. Bless right yeah. up. I mean, do we intro ourselves real quick? Oh, oh fuck. Uh, I think we ever learn how to do this. <laughs> let's Will just do it real ever? quick. Let's just do it. Emily. Okay, real I'm quick. Katie. <laughs> I'm Nathan. Emily. All right, go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's my turn. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I forgot who sent me this. It wasn't you guys, right? Or was it you, Nate? Well, so my brother actually, early on, I, uh, early on, like as if we did 100 episodes, <laughs> I, like a few episodes ago, was like, you guys should really do this one. Like, I'm really into it. I'm super hooked. Um, so I don't know if that's where you first heard about it. I think but, so. It was it was yeah. definitely through text message. And then I was super bored one night. And I started listening to, I guess it was like the top charts and it just happened to be number two. So mm-hmm. I like clicked on it, but yeah. I forgot that you had told us about it. Um, but I literally binged it the following day because I was off and I listened to like all, I think it's like eight or nine episodes. So it's okay. like a serial style. It's like serial style, but it's like 
graphic as fuck and it's wild and oh, damn. it doesn't make sense. So the mm-hmm. podcast that I'm talking about is called Root of Evil. Um, it's actually okay. number one right now. And it's based yes, on, really yes, it's based on the whole Dell family and their connection to the Black Dahlia murder. Right. So it's a that's, big That's one. all I know about it. Yeah. So it's a big <laughs> one. Because I haven't had a chance to listen. Yeah. It's like you definitely are, are like, I binged it the first time, but then I forgot like everything because it's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I get it right because I'm still like trying to figure out the little details because it's out of control. Um, but it starts off with the story of Fauna Hodel. So Fauna grows up in Sparks, Nevada. Is it Nevada or Nevada? I think I it mean, could go either way. Yeah, it definitely goes either way. No one's yeah. going to like strike me dead That's if like I say if Nevada. That's like if it's Newark or Newark. Ew. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I don't like the first way you said that. I would never say Nork? That. What the that's fuck like is a, that? That's a, that's a huge debate. People that's a huge that. Jersey debate. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty gross. I didn't know that. All right. Well, anyways, Nevada. Um, she grew up in Nevada with, I sound so Southern, but anyway, um, with her adopted parents. So she knew from an early age that she was adopted. Mm. Um, her adoptive mother, her name is Jimmy Lee. Sexy. Can you believe? Very. Jimmy with an IE at the end, and I kind of love Ooh. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Jimmy Lee had given Fauna her birth certificate, like, really early on. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, but on I still her don't bir- know where my birth certificate is. Oh, I have that shit framed. <laughs> framed? <laughs> Wait, literally? No. Okay. <laughs> can you imagine imagine you just like (laughs) oh god but anyway my birth you're welcome world (laughs) um but yeah her birth certificate it does list her real mother's name um her mother's name was tamar um so tamar hodel is listed as her mother the race was listed as white which i don't remember my birth certificate having races on it like I didn't know that was a thing. When was she born? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, ni- 1940s. Maybe that's why. Maybe 1930-something, 32. Mm. Maybe that's why. <clears throat> yeah, um, maybe that is why. But her mom is listed as white, and then her dad is listed as name withheld, and his race is listed as black. Um, so she grew up identifying as a mixed race, And her parents, her adoptive parents, are also black. So she was, like, raised in that environment where that's what she thought that she was. Like, people were Mm -hmm. telling her she was mixed. She was growing up with the black family. So all she knew herself as, like, I'm, like, this little mixed girl. But she, um, her adoptive mother was, like, not a good person. Um, So she was an alcoholic. She was super abusive to her. She was in and out of jail throughout Fauna's youth. And Fauna struggled really, really bad, um, not only with her mom's abuse, but they lived in poverty um, and she was getting sexually abused, um, which they kind of like glance over it. So I don't know like how deep it was going on or like how it affected her. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, by the age of 12, she gets kicked out of her house. Aye. So that's how bad her mom like had it out for her. Um But Fauna didn't let that stop her. She stayed with friends. She stayed with other, like, I guess, like, family of the adoptive parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was technically homeless. So she started researching um, to find out who her real family was. That's what really, like, ticked her off. Um, It took her a while, but she was actually able to have success in researching the information on the birth certificate. So she knew that... um, the hospital listed on the birth certificate was in California, and she knew her mother's name. So she got a hold of, like, I guess back then, like the actual white pages, and she called every hotel in the phone book. Oh and God. she actually gets a call back from a man call, um, named George. So just remember that because wow. George is a huge okay. part of the story. He claims uh, that that's her grandfather so he's like hey fauna i'm your grandfather i know where your mother is she's down in hawaii so she gets a hold of her mom's yeah she gets a hold (laughs) of her mom's phone number down in hawaii and she reaches out to her 
And during the call, her mother confirms, I guess it was like a big deal for Fauna, her like race identity, because she was struggling with it as she was growing up. Mm -hmm. Because as a mixed child, she wasn't getting darker. She was like super, super pale, red hair, blue eyes. It just wasn't making sense. Mm -hmm. So I guess one of the questions that she immediately wanted to ask her mom was, who's my birth dad? And um, her mom admitted that he's actually white and that she lied. And later we'll find out why. Um, But when Fauna hears this, she becomes absolutely like devastated because everything in her life was a lie. She's already adopted. She doesn't even know, like she doesn't have any idea of who her real family is. And now the whole like lie she's finding out, like it just like broke her. Yeah. Right. Um, and she's like how old? Like she's like 13 she's like right 15, now. Yeah, she's like 14 or 15 at this point. Yeah, so Jesus it's just Christ. like that's a rough time yeah. in life no matter who yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yep. Um she finds out that she's not mixed and she's totally devastated. Um but she just continues to like keep in contact with her mom by phone until she saves up enough money to go down to Hawaii to meet her. Mm-hmm. And around that time she was 16. And she had just completed her first like pregnancy and she had a baby girl. So she's 16. She has a daughter (laughs) and she heads down to Hawaii. And it was during this first trip down to Hawaii that she realizes that her birth mother is a hot fucking mess. So I'm just going to get straight into it because this shit is wild. She lands in Hawaii. She heads straight to her mother's home. And then Mm -hmm. upon arrival, she meets her half brothers. And their names are love, peace on earth, and joy to the world. A Christmas song. They are a Christmas song. What? Yeah. So. Love, I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, love. Love was like, you know what I thought of? Who's that artist that's like. L- like love or whatever it's like l-a-u-v love whatever the fuck his name is but i love yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm like music. okay no it's legit love hodel peace on earth hodel and joy <laughs> to the world hodel so yeah joy those are her half brothers could you imagine world. if like when i met you guys i was like hi i'm peace on earth <laughs> Like, Nathan, <laughs> what would you like? Nathan just spit his spiked, I'm gonna spit double, my spiked salsa. double spiked seltzer all over my You MacBook. would be like, excuse, like, come again? What? Who are you? I mean, it, it happened. You would have hated me. Oh, you never boy. would have been friends with me. I kind of would have loved you. Oh. <laughs> but that's not even the half of it. So she finds out that she has these three half brothers. Then she finds out she has a half sister who's... Mm. Is actually named what? What? What's the name? She's oh, not ready for no, the no, name. No, 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 no. The name is not. It's it's weird. It's not like silly. So her name is Debbie Elizabeth. But the kicker was <laughs> this girl. Wait, this girl was eighteen. She actually was biracial, and she introduces herself to Fauna as Fauna. What? <laughs> That's like that scam that's going around right now where your own phone number calls your yeah. phone and you're like, that's, I'm, it's not me. So Fauna is like, what the fuck? I just met these three bros and now I'm meeting Fauna who's actually biracial and like a year older or younger than me. Like, or how is this happening? Like, how is, could you, how do you have you, like a teenage biracial daughter? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is who I'm right. supposed to be. This is my identity. You have yeah. her. <laughs> you right. stole it, bitch. <laughs> Could you imagine just flying to Hawaii and meeting three Christmas songs no. in yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, you would actually think you entered into the Twilight Zone. Yes. Like, you would think I... that you just, like, bumped your head on the way to the airport the and that this fuck? shit isn't real. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> but, yeah, yep. so she inter- introduces herself as Fauna, and then Fauna doesn't realize what's happening until later but fauna 2.0 we'll call her 2.0 okay, so debbie debbie but i like to call so her fauna, fauna 2.0 yeah but i for everyone listening i just want to make sure we're clear so fauna 2.0 is debbie, debbie. yes okay. she later describes the reason why she had her name changed was because she didn't have a good relationship with their mother and she believed as you guys will probably confirm later on that the mom hated 
her. Fauna 2.0 warns her sister um, and says to be very, very careful of their mother because she is an extreme liar and a manipulator. So Fauna is legit like, what in the actual fuck? Like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know who these fucking people are. What's wrong with them? So later that night, she goes to hang out with her mom, Tamar, at the beach. And they stay up talking about things like why she gave her up. Um, Her mom started talking about her own terrible, like, childhood that she went to. And very specifically, they started talking about George, which you guys should remember is her granddaddy. So you said that like if you don't remember you're a fucking dumbass. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean we've talked about a lot of people. I mean yeah, yeah, joy no, no, on earth. Right. Hello. <laughs> so <laughs> So Tamar, who's the mom, starts talking about her dad George and she says that he was an extremely smart doctor who was very very rich powerful and basically untouchable and he did very very bad things um she told fauna 1.0 that she (laughs) that he was the main suspect in the murder of the black dahlia and all fauna wants to do is literally run back home she's like this life in hawaii is not better than my life (laughs) in nevada so i'm probably Uh gonna head out I would um, turn right around to get my ass back on another plane. There's yeah, to Nevada. no way. Nevada. She's creeped out. And Fauna 1.0, her oldest daughter, once she grows up, she always makes a joke saying, like, you were saved by the ghetto because all of those white people are batshit crazy. Like, that's literally oh. the quote I mean, that she says. She's not wrong. Because <laughs> they came from, like, yeah, like, she, they were raised in, like, this totally different environment. And then when they meet the actual family, they're fucking lunatics. So Fauna 1.0, she's, like, a really good soul. And, like, if you guys listen to the podcast, you'll hear a lot more of, like, how good she was. She genuinely, mm-hmm. genuinely was a good person. So she decided to stay in communication with all of those people down in Hawaii. Um... She just didn't want to have any negativity from them, like, I guess, on her daughter and her the life that she was trying to build. So she tried to stay away as much as possible. But throughout the years, she starts to unravel like the actual past of the Hodel family. Um, And as the years go by, Tamar, which is her mom, starts to share more details about an incest relationship that she actually had with George. So we start to find out that yeah, we Fauna starts to find out that Tamar had relationships with her dad, um, and Fauna was scared that she was the product of that relationship. <gasps> Wait, um, okay, so oh. you're saying that Tamar had her a relationship dad. with her own father, her own father, not Fauna's father. Well, could be also Fauna's father, but wait, we don't know. With her, yeah, we, okay, yeah, but it was with her own father. Yes. And Fauna's like, oh, my God, am I the daughter of that? Because now I know my dad's white. Am I the product of that? But Tamar, so, go, what happened? That would make, like, George. The daddy and the granddaddy. Yes, okay. Yeah. But Tamar <laughs> is, like, <laughs> Tamar is, like, <laughs> headstrong that she did become pregnant by George, but he forced her to have an abortion, and we hear about the abortion, and she does have an abortion. She was very much pregnant. Okay. And that's confirmed that she and had the abortion. She had the abortion, yes. Okay. It was like a dirty, <clears throat> very underground abortion. Um, Ugh, I don't have it God. in my notes. Right, because it's like, what year are we in right now? We're in the 50s now. Yeah, so... Yeah. It was, it yeah, was abortions like... Abortions were not clean. Or no, sorry. <laughs> this is back when Tamar was a teenager, so we're in the 40s. The abortion was in the 40s. Even (laughs) Even worse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole story about the abortion, the the reason why we know it is because there's actual facts and it comes up later. But after the abortion, like an hour later, she was actually raped by one of his friends. (gasps) So, yep. Oh my God. Yeah. So, do we do we get a sense of like she was raped by her father or? There, like, she was like creepily in love with her father. It like, was, you know what I mean? It was somewhere in the middle between those two things. Okay. 
So she actually right. talks about her dad and their relationships, not in a in a way that you would expect someone that went through that to talk about that it. suffered that kind of abuse. Yeah, yeah she doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I don't know the the right word, but it's somewhere in the middle of those two things. Okay. Yeah. I get um, that. and it's it's strange, but I I don't know what that feels like, so I'm not gonna judge like right, why right. she like, felt that way. Like we can't blame way. the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It sounds like he was also a manipulator, and I think that he yeah used a lot of different ha- like head games. I mean, clearly. But yeah. So <laughs> and then uh. I guess she started asking questions like, what the fuck? Like, how are you having relationships with your dad? And then Fauna finds out. So Tamar tells Fauna that there was actually a trial held because of this. This came out and they like there was a trial because Avi, you're not supposed to have sex with your daughter. And I don't know what the charges <laughs> were, but the the trial was like an incest. I guess incest was the charge. Like you could go to. Prison is that a incest? criminal like offense? That's what I'm asking you guys. Like that's what the trial was for. So I didn't know. I guess. But maybe well, it was maybe it was like rape. Like maybe that was the charge. But honestly, know. they said incest. Wow. It was also the 40s, mm-hmm. so you could get arrested for like having sex. You could get arrested for anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. They were like in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like you, the law was like in your bedroom. Yep. So yeah. maybe at that time, like the charge would be incest, but now I think it would probably be rape. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Even though incest, I'm not saying incest is right. I'm just saying I don't think it's like a law thing. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't think that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clarification station. <laughs> that's where we're at. Pulling right in. So he was accused of. Um, <laughs> The incest, specifically having group sex with his then 14-year-old daughter. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she was... The actual charge was from when he had group sex with her. So the other people that were at the group sex... I'm um, flabbergasted. They came forward, (laughs) and they testified that, yes, they saw George having sex intercourse with his daughter. What? Yeah, they had witnesses. Um, What's her face? Tamar went on the stand. She talked all about it. But the charges were dropped because (sighs) there was testimonial from her mother. So from Tamar's mom. That's why her children are named Joy to the World. That's why. That's that's why. why. (laughs) You know what I mean? At that point, think like (laughs) at least she was able to like. Na- just like name her children joy to the world like yeah. that was her little like hope in life <laughs> i mean i don't i mean oh, if your children are named get... joy to the world let's talk about it yeah let's talk <laughs> about all it i have to say so yeah you know how they say like some people take their past and they don't repeat it they make good of it yeah, yeah. that's not what's gonna happen oh, oh okay <laughs> so just so you know so I was hopeful. <laughs> yeah. So the um so Tamar's mom says mm-hmm. these people are lying. Uh Tamar has a history of being a pathological liar who has made accusations like this before. So that tied in with some other things got him off and he never went to jail for bitch. that. What a fucking bitch. That lady should not have been a mom. Yep. I'm sorry. Like that's harsh but like mm-hmm. that's crazy. If you're not going to protect your child over everything then it's terrible get the fuck out Absolutely. it's terrible and she was like up there she was like yes he did this there's people saying he did this they were there with me and you guys right. still don't believe me like imagine the impact that that must have had on her on her yeah so like again yeah. i'm not blaming her because she is a victim in this but she also yeah. is fucked up and we'll talk about it mm-hmm. okay. um so tamar uh she nothing comes of that trial uh so she continues to live her life and bad things continue to happen to her um she talks about how her father allowed like artists air quotes to take very sexual photos of her as a child like before she was like a teenager um he always encouraged her to uh take drugs and join in on his sex parties so that was just some of the things. And then obviously we know oh that she God. was raped like almost within the hour of having an abortion. And he knew about it. 
So like things like that. That is truly disgusting. So awful. I I could not. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, And she continued to tell everyone like it's still happening, like her mom, it's still happening. And whenever um, people would confront him, he would say, that's so funny. She told me the exact same thing about you, that you're sexually abusing her. And I actually wanted to talk to you about it. So he would always like manipulation station the situation. Yeah. And like turn it back on the people to make them feel like dirty. Like, oh, is she really going around saying this? I'm trying to help her. And so he always got away with it. That's gross. So he's a complete pervert scumbag. So we're going to talk about him for a little while. Uh, So George was born back in 1907. He was an only child who was spoiled at any cost, like absolutely spoiled. He was extremely, extremely intelligent. He was performing beyond a genius level. Um, so normal at that time, I don't know if it's still the same, was about 140. He was scoring a 186. Yeah. Wow. Um, so he was performing beyond anything. Um, at 15, he was already a college student at Caltech, but he gets expelled. Okay. Yep. He gets expelled later that year due to circumstances surrounding an affair that he has with the professor's wife. So he gets this chick oh pregnant. Oh, my God. He's wild. He's like a sexual deviant. He's yeah. like, I don't know what happened to him. He's like his, a sex addict. Yeah, I don't know what happened to yeah. him or what triggered him as a 15-year-old, but he was doing things at that age that he shouldn't have been doing. Um, but he gets her pregnant, and she runs away to the East Coast, because she's like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. My husband just found out I'm pregnant by a 15-year-old. He Jesus follows Christ. her to the East Coast, and he starts, like, stalking her. And mm-hmm. he and she's like, get away from me. You're a child. You're not going to be, like, this man. Like, you're, I'm not going to let right. you raise my baby. You've right. ruined my life. And, like, I helped you ruin I mean, my life. Get away her. from me. But at the same time, you slept <laughs> get with Get away from me. You so... Get away from me. <laughs> So I guess when he got back, everyone found out about this. And like, that was like, I don't know if he missed so many classes or if it was because it was the professor's wife, but he was expelled by the time he got back. So being the rich little spoiled kid that he is, he decides to start a newspaper. He dedicates it to like art shit. So like inside of it was photographs. There were poems. And a lot of the writings were very sexually based. Um... He, him himself, he was never accepted as like an artist or as like a gifted person in that realm, but he always surrounded himself with like the hottest people of that time. Um, like he was like a magnet, like he was just clingy to all the famous people Mm. that he could be friends with. Yeah. Like it was super He was like a socialite of the 19, Mm. early 1900s. Yep. And I guess his like little newspaper was like big at one point so like people knew who he was too okay you know what i mean they wanted to be in his newspaper um but during that time he decides to go back to school so he finishes college and then he also finishes medical school where he studied as a surgeon so he He just decided that he just decided and he did it and (laughs) it worked out and so now he's like what i mean he's probably like so unfortunate that like he had all that genius inside of his Mm -hmm. mind and then like he this uses is it the for way bad. he chooses to use yep. it. Yeah. He uses it for like I wish all I had the bad. all that genius. I would like start some like crazy startup and like get rich and then yeah. share not, it with everyone. Not rape your children. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> what? Yep. But now like, this can... freak is a surgeon in the world. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> He's mm. living his best life. So he actually ends up getting um like a really, really high up job in the LA County Health Department. Um, He rises super, super quick to the top. Like he's one of the top doctors and his position Uh was head venereal disease control officer. (laughs) I hate that. Um, What in the venereal diseases? (laughs) That was a very very genuine sound that came out of me. And... So the reason why this was such like a important position was because back in the 30s and 40s, 
the diseases were basically the number one like health issues for soldiers in World War One. So okay. a control officer for these diseases was making money. He was like I the don't... top person at that time. Oh, for like treating them? Yeah, like he knew things of how to like prevent them, how to treat them. Everyone who had them was paying big money to come directly right. to he him. He was like the rarest, most yes. like qualified yes. specialist doctor mm-hmm. that existed at yep. the time. Yep, and it wasn't just regular people, it was like celebrities. So, and it was people with money who didn't want to have these diseases anymore, so they were going mm-hmm. to him saying, "Help me." So, he used it as like like a scam so he started to lie about test results and he started to tell people that they were positive when they were actually negative (gasps) okay elizabeth holmes yep let's talk about it yeah the the girl that i wanted to do the story on the psycho oh (laughs) um, what's her thing theranos or whatever theranos yeah yeah she's a fucking psychopath yeah she's a fucking nut she um i'm sorry george is lying to people for money Okay. So, you know, class act that he is. Um, one of a particular patient finds out and she writes a letter to him saying, I'm going to expose you. I want all of your money back. This is absolutely ridiculous. I thought that I was like diseased and that I was going to die from this VD or whatever the fuck she had. Um, and she was like super, super pissed. His secretary mm-hmm. who screens his letters gets the letter. What we don't know is that his secretary, Ruth Spaulding, is one of the many women that he's having affairs with. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so this chick, Ruth Spaulding, decides to take the letter and threatens to expose him as blackmail to start the relationship up again after he breaks up with her. So she's like, I have this letter. I have proof that you're faking these tests because I'm your secretary. I'm going to go to everyone and I'm going to tell them what a fraud you are. Suspiciously, a couple days later, his wife receives a call from George himself asking her to head down to Ruth's address. And when she gets there, Ruth has overdosed. Air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> once she gets there she sees this chick on the floor she's like overdosing he throws all of these documents at her and he's like i need you to get out of here and burn them immediately so his wife who's the scumbag that we were talking about earlier takes all of the blackmail runs out and does she gets rid of it so fauna's mom yes yep Back at the apartment where he's at with the overdosing chick, he knows the exact point during an overdose where there's no chance of survival. So he literally waits above this chick as she's overdosing until that point. And then instead of calling like an ambulance, he calls a cab to the nearest hospital. Bitch, a cab? (laughs) A cab to the nearest hospital. And poor Ruth Spalding dies 20 minutes later. Like, he knew the exact point that there was no coming back from the overdose. Of course he did. Um, so, like... A cab to the hospital? Cab. No, he put her in a cab and was like, take me to just whatever hospital you want to take me to. Oh. Like, that's what he did. He's a trash bag. I mean... Um, so (laughs) he's immediately like under suspicion because they're like, this is too much. Um, but they can never prove the exact way that he was involved. So he was never formally charged with the murder. Wow. It just so happens though, at the same time, like around that time, within the same couple of months, this super high profile murder takes place. And that murder is the Black Dahlia. So I'll go over the Black Dahlia real quick because it's really fucking crazy. I didn't know oh all of these details. This one is like, this one's really bad. I didn't know. So yeah. in 1947, this murder takes place. A nude female is found. She was found completely drained of blood, but she was recently cleaned with a coconut shell fiber brush. Do you know how fucking hard that is? That's like the coconut Ooh. husk. Yeah, right? it's basically you're just scrubbing someone with scan paper, like sandpaper. Disgusting. Yikes. Um, her right breast was removed. Flesh from her oh. left thigh was removed and inserted into her vagina. Uh, oh, oh my god! A possible hysterectomy was performed. 
Oh my god. And she had blunt force trauma to the head. She had a cut from ear to ear on her mouth like the Joker. And her body was cut in half in perfection. Like perfection cut in half down the middle. So a psychopath did this. So, okay. So that's how they find her. somebody clearly with like medical Medical. training. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's how they find her. But later on, like upon examination, they find out that she had been... Before she died, she was tied at her feet and hands, choked with like various objects, burned with cigarettes. Um, She had cuts all over her body, including a cut that was shaped like a tic-tac-toe game. (gasps) She was sodomized and her stomach contained feces. What? So her stomach contents had feces in it. So she like ate it. But she has to have been alive. Yeah. Yeah. So they Fuck. so they find yeah that's how they find oh, her and i didn't know i didn't know all of that like i just knew about the cut on her mouth because i think that's what inspired the joker's makeup but i never yeah. knew about anything else um they id her as elizabeth smart um the crime scene had sacks of cement and manure is that how you say that manure yeah. manure yeah it sounds like extra but it had sacks of those, like big, giant, like 50-pound sacks of it. Um, and those sacks is what the murderer most likely used to transport the two body, uh, the parts. Mm. So he put one in each bag because they found it really close and there was like traces of her uh, blood there. Um, they didn't have DNA at the time because it was back in, what did I say, like 42? Um, so they had to look at one of the biggest red flags, and you guys already mentioned it, was the way her body was cut. So the way her body was cut, you couldn't just cut a body like that unless you had sure. medical expertise like as a specific kind of surgeon. And uh-huh. they were able to narrow down the list down to six people. And one of them just happened to be George Hodel, who was already on the radar for the secretary. Um, And a couple months later, we find out he's on trial for the incest thing. So the cops are like, holy shit, this dude is a fucking psychopath. He has to be the one. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, so at this point, they're like, fuck it. Between this, the secretary, the incest case, we're going to like do like surveillance on the on him so Mm -hmm. somehow they were able to get into his like mansion and they tapped all his phones they bugged the actual house so when he wasn't on the phone they could still listen in and um they had like surveillance teams on him outside of the home at all times they actually get recording of him making incriminating statements not only about the murder but about the incest that was occurring um and then we hear actual it sounds like someone being tortured or like murdered on a recording but we don't know who this person is yeah but does it matter well i don't know if he was so connected that they just didn't or maybe they didn't want to fuck up the because you know there's rules like to recording like how you use that evidence I don't know yeah. if they could use that evidence or something, but okay. they never use they never use it. They never even go inside to check if this person who's screaming is okay. And uh, we never see a female come out. What the fuck is the point of having like a I sting guess, operation I or like having somebody on surveillance? To, I think they were just trying to get him to say, Yes, I killed the black Dahlia. I think that was their focus. But so, like they didn't even knock on the door and be like, "Hey, is everything okay?" Like I didn't know why. I don't know why they wanted to keep that so clean. Yeah, it's that's weird. Like, that's Very yeah. Weird. No, like that's yeah. That's a mm-hmm. big problem. <laughs> yep. But in the recordings, we hear a woman. Like for, for some reason, we hear her like saying, "Operator." I guess she was on the phone, like asking for help. And mm-hmm. that's how you would like ask for help. Like nine one one was like a automatic service or something because she kept saying operator operator and then we hear her scream and then we hear thuds and then we hear scraping of like concrete like someone was like hacking into the wall so the what people believe is that he buried her somewhere in the walls 
but the police never went inside because I think they didn't want to blow their cover on this Black Dahlia That's surveillance. The most stupid shit I've ever. It heard doesn't in my make life. it doesn't make That's any sense. Literally, like why the police have a job and yeah. they just didn't do it. They didn't do it, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know, because also he got off of the incest case pretty easy. So, like, people were like, did he pay these, like, detectives Mm -hmm. and police? And he was, like, seen handshaking the jurors. Like, how do you know the jurors? Like, who? what are you doing? Are you paying people off? But they don't do anything. Um, And suspiciously, a couple of days later, George skips town forever and he spends the next 40 years between Japan and the Philippines. And they literally never believed that it was worth extraditing him back to the U.S. because they didn't have hardcore proof that he was My the murderer. My thing is, if he wasn't a little guilty, mm-hmm. then why did he run? Yeah. Like, why are you going to Japan all of a sudden for 40 right. years? Which, like, honestly, I would love to live in Tokyo, but, like... But not out of nowhere. <laughs> not out of nowhere. Yeah, like, not, like, a day later. Like, and he knew that the phones were being tapped because there's audio of him saying this phone is being tapped. But what he didn't know is that the house was bugged. So, like, he knew that he was under surveillance. So that could be the reason why he ran away. Like, he knew and, it was getting too hot, almost. Yeah. You, but, know? you know, I have yeah. a, I have a fucking question. Yeah. All these people that, like, go on the run, mm-hmm. like, how do they live? Because I would, not that I would love to go on the run, but I would love <laughs> to go live somebody somewhere else. Right. And, you know, you have to have, like, a job, and, like, I guess they just do it afterwards because they're scared as fuck, but it's like... Well, he was oh, rich. I would also love to, like... Yeah, uh, he, was, he was definitely he was rich. rich at this point. The because... house that they lived in was designed by Frank Wright, which is Frank Lloyd Wright's son. Do you guys know who that is? I think I have the name mixed up. Floyd Wright? Uh, Did he write a play? I think so. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. But, like, the house was designed by, like, these people. You know what I mean? Like, he had yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. They, he, like, that wasn't, he didn't care that he was running. Like, he was like, I'm not getting arrested for this. Okay, Frank Lloyd Wright is an American architect. There we go. I was oh, completely wrong. There you go. That's, well, so... that's who made the house. <laughs> Yeah. So he had wow. this dude made his make his house. That's how rich he was. So I yeah, don't think that money says, was a problem. This literally says Frank Lloyd Wright changed the way we build and live. So he was like fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And he, this legit man, just made this dude's mansion. That's how how much of an influencer this dude was in right, like, California. Right. That's how connected he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so everyone knows, <clears throat> the person I was thinking of is Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, oh. <laughs> the composer. <laughs> so I didn't know that's you, what you meant. <laughs> I will take my oh, bow right now. So all right, the hot mess. So I George... mean, also an influencer, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so George is gone. Bye, George. Like he, he's nowhere to be found. No one cares about him. Everything goes cold. Steve Hodell is George's one of his um, sons. So I guess Tamar's brother or half brother. Um, He actually grew up to be an amazing detective in the LAPD. He originally, once he grew up and became like head detective, he took on the case of Black Dahlia just to prove his father's innocence. But through this, he started to slowly realize that he was actually the murderer. So he has found (laughs) lots and lots and lots of evidence um tying him back to this not just that he was a surgeon and this girl was cut in half by a surgeon um one of the creepy things that he finds um through the inside of the crime files is paperwork that they took from the mansion and there just happened to be a receipt for cement and manure bags that were purchased by george three days prior to the black dahlia murder so there's proof that he had just bought it and those were the imagine, bags that like, I mentioned earlier. Imagine being that son and being like, I am going to stand up for my dad. Like, I trust him. I believe in him. It's so sad. And I yeah. don't believe that he could ever murder somebody. And then, like, the more and more you dive into it, mm-hmm. you're like, it's like wait, so sad. That, wait, that oh, makes, makes him look like he did it. And then yep. you're like, wait, that makes him look like he did it even more. Yep. To the point where you're like, my father literally did one of the yep. most heinous murders of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So he has like his own little like parts in the podcast where he talks about his feelings and like that spiral that he took. And then he talks about more evidence, but I didn't want to write everything down because it's oh, a lot. That would and be I, a fucking spiral. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a spiral. And I feel bad for him because he did set out with good intentions. Like you guys are, it's not my dad. And now he has books proving that it's his father. Like he's oh. out there like saying, I'm sorry. No, he's actually the murderer. Yeah, that Damn. sucks. Um, so that's uh, Steve Hodel. And uh, we'll cut back to Tamar. Um, so Tamar, remember, is Fauna's mom and the uh, person, the victim in the in- incest of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, she continued, like I said, the cycle of abuse with her family, not only sexually abusing Steve Hodel, the detective, but her other younger brother. So she like molested and like raped them but later in life she did it to her brother her younger brother steve hodell the detective and they have another younger brother and And she was molested and raping them them. yeah she was having sex with them and um steve blocked out steve blocked out his memories but the younger brother remembers everything and tamar admitted to steve like don't you remember we used to have sex and he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So now it's one of those cases oh of like, God. do I have rep- repressed memories? Uh-huh. Like, I feel so bad. But like, <sighs> poor Steve. Oh, he's getting it from like every angle. Which so one's not- worse? Remembering it or like knowing it. that not remembering it? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I don't know. Because like, that just reminds me of... Did you ever watch The Keepers, Nathan? So... I like started it, it but I never actually that. finished it. Like the lady in that, if you ever like yeah. finish it, she has some rough repressed memories that came yeah. out and she totally forgot. She pushed it out of her head. That's she so forgot. Crazy. And it's painful when it comes out. So like, do I want to remember it? Maybe. Because yeah. I don't want to I I almost live think life. it's worse not to remember. Yeah. For somebody to be like, no, this happened to you, and you're like what yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah she yeah. literally was like don't you remember i used to like have sex with you and he's like i have no idea what you're talking about and i don't want to oh. talk to you about it um so not only did she do it to her younger brothers but unfortunately she did it to her own children so fauna 2.0 aka Jesus debbie Christ. love uh, peace and well joy. she has upgraded to dumpster fire of a human being she I has mean, leveled right up <laughs> they talk about so the rest of the podcast is really really rough and this is when i was like i'm not gonna listen to this for the second time um but they all basically come together as a group and they talk about everything and we find out how she molested them um she allowed or she allowed adults to give them like drugs so like a three-year-old oh and a God. five-year-old and a seven-year-old was smoking weed. Um, sh- we find out that she would sell them for money um, and that she would allow them for like weekends oh at a time God. to be bought out so that adults could take them to do whatever they wanted with them. No, no, no. Oh. Fauna 2.0 describes the abuse um, the most because she was the oldest. Um, so not only does she remember getting rented out basically, but she remembers that she would allow, her mom would allow men to rape her and on purpose, she would not give, like, I guess she was allowing her to take birth control, but at one point she fucked up her birth control. Like she swapped it out on purpose so that she could get pregnant from a rape so that Fauna 2.0 could have a baby so that she could have the government uh, benefits from that baby. Because, you know, like when you're on like low income, you get checks every month. So she let her get like she made her get pregnant on purpose. She had a man rape her with no birth control so that she could have an extra paycheck every month. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Fauna, uh, Fauna 2.0 remembers everything. She says that the abuse was coming from both men and women, um, but at least the women would stop when I would start to freak out. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. At the very end, um, we find out that one of the men who rented her was her grandfather, George Hodel. Who also raped her mom. Who also was raping her mom. And the fun fact to end this episode. Jesus Christ. Just to end the fun fact to end this episode. That's how the podcast ends. They all share and they come together. Um, What? They they literally all come together now, present time, and they talk about the abuse. And they talk about how Fauna how Fauna 1.0 lit up their lives and changed them. Because like I said, Um. she was like the light. But I think yeah. she was the light because she didn't grow up in that. Remember, her daughter always makes fun of her yeah. and says, you were saved by the ghetto. Because if yeah. you weren't with your adopted parents, even all the struggles you went through, you would have ended up like your brothers and sisters. And because of that, she was a shining light and she made sure that her daughters grew up. And like, they literally are the most loving, special girls in like the whole world like i don't know anybody like that innocent and that good um but they come together as a group because there was a lot of pain in the family and they're all in a room and they're talking about it so during Mm -hmm. those episodes that episode that's how it ends just them talking about the abuse they fight a little bit because there's a lot of pain and then they all come together and they heal um but we find out the last fun fact before i end this debbie who's fauna 2.0 her middle name remembers elizabeth and we find out oh. that George forced her mother to name her after Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia. <gasps> yep. yep. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. I just put that all together. So that's why she didn't want to go by Debbie, Debbie because Debbie was, too pain- Debbie was too painful because her mom pimped her. And she didn't want to be Debbie. She wanted to be someone else, but she couldn't be Elizabeth because Elizabeth was the girl who got murdered and raped by her grandfather. So she went by Fauna because Fauna was the only name that she knew was like love and light, basically. So that's how it ends. And there's no, no, like, resolve to Black Dahlia. Both Um, mine and Katie's mouths are just like... (laughs) I like a game. Like really a game. A game. I don't like that word. I kind of hate it. I don't like it. Is that um, the right word, actually? No, it's it's definitely the right word. Okay. But it's definitely the worst word. The worst word. (laughs) But I am like trying to figure out something to say and I like can't. Like it's bad. It's sad. And that's not even like all the details. Like you if you like what listen to it, it's bad. It's bad shit, and they go into detail. Yeah. How the fuck does I don't that know that exist? I need any more detail than that. Well, because there is a- those details were enough yeah. for me. There's a personally. show about it. There's many, many books. There's a show called I Am the Night, which I think My Favorite Murder did an episode where okay. they did like a screening at the like original like show oh, screening. So like okay. that show is based on fauna. And her life and how she discovered her family and how they're batshit crazy. Um, so the stories wow. out there has just been kind of manipulated a little bit to fit like entertainment. But this podcast yeah. is the actual real people who are still alive. It's them about saying it. it. It's their interview. So, yep. I mean, that can be like edited, but yep. it's their voices being yeah. heard. Yep. That yeah. is so insane. And like to think this all started because of that guy. Yeah. The grandfather? Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. And just so you guys know, he died peacefully at 93. Oh, fuck him. So if he is the murderer, he's never going to get... No one's going to, like, get him for it. Yeah. Because he died. So... And so did Tamar. And so did... Tamar, just so you guys know, died a very painful death. Fauna, um, she was, like, very sick, but they don't talk about it. Like, because I guess Mm -hmm. by that point... The children were old enough and half of them were like, fuck her. I'm not going to help her. Let her die on the street. And like Fauna 2.0 was the only one who was like, no, we have to like put her in a home. Like she's really dying. So Tamar died like a really painful death. And so did Fauna. Fauna died of cancer. Um, But she was surrounded. Yeah. 
2.0 is still alive. She's on the podcast. Fauna 1.0 died. But Fauna had such an amazing life. And she made sure that even while she was going through the treatment, that she continued this like light of positivity. So her daughters have nothing but good memories left of her. Like even when she was like, there's a foot like um, audio of her getting her buzz. Like she was buzzing her hair off yeah and but she was like so happy and making jokes and like she made sure to keep it like as beautiful as possible um but yeah those two girls are absolutely beautiful they went on to um they're like producers in the television show they wrote a book um they're best friends yeah they like they're doing good with their lives even though that they Mm. are part of this legacy that's absolutely fucking wild but yep there's no justice for the black dahlia there's no justice for all of this abuse and pain that went it's just there it just happened wow yep damn that is a lot that's rough yeah yeah holy shit but that's it and i feel bad for the black dahlia man that was a rough murder i didn't know those details yeah yeah but that's it the black dahlia is actually one of like the first like true crime things that i knew about oh and really i think it like sparked my interest in true crime yeah wow because it was like on tv or something and i remember seeing it when i was younger and i was like what the fuck like i should yeah. not have been watching that yeah. like and i was like what the fuck but you know the thing you like watch it and you like can't like yeah. not watch yeah. it even though you know uh-huh. it's gonna like freak you out so bad yeah um, but yeah, it was like one of the first. Of course we do. Things. I mean, <laughs> that's why we're here. Here we are. But yeah, that's it. That's Damn. all I got on that podcast. It's fucking that's wild. It. Yeah. I'm right. done. Yeah, that's. I don't yeah. know how to end wild this. Wild is that definitely so much. Yeah. a word for that. <laughs> I wish I could end it on something like amazing, but the only thing that I could really take from it was that Fauna didn't allow this madness to change her in any way she right and it sounds like the kids themselves finally like decided to be the generation that was gonna like Mm -hmm. grow from this you know what i mean we're gonna take this abuse and we're gonna Mm -hmm. make something beautiful out of it yes so i think that is i guess the one and only positive note you can take from this yeah (laughs) yeah they didn't want to they say it they don't want to continue the cycle of abuse right a lot of them have kids now um and they don't they could never do something like that to their children like they don't understand how she did it to them but also we don't understand what was how could she as a victim of that be able to do that to another human but it's i mean you never know. I guess know, that though. actually happens it's a, a cycle, lot. Though. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. cycle. He's right. Like, I can't. <clears throat> the things that they talk about this woman going through is too much for her not to be. There's no right. Like, she shouldn't have done it, but like. Right. There's you no can't justification fault for her it. if that's all she knew. She, mm-hmm. That's the only thing she knew in her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And continue after the incest. They were like, you're a liar. You're nothing. I'm going to keep doing it to you. Watch watch it happen. Mm -hmm. And it happened throughout the rest of her life. Right. Without a person there to intervene and be like, no, this is wrong. This is the way things should be done. This is the way it could have happened for you. You just were in horrible circumstances. Exactly. Without that, it's just like, she's just like, all right, well, this is the way you raise your kids. This is how, this is what you do to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's it. <sighs> that's that's that, it. Man. Only that. It's just that. <laughs> that well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, God. thank you everyone for listening to this. <laughs> this was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Emmy um, did a great job with it. Thank you. So. Yeah. yeah. And you thought it was gonna be so long, but it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. All right. Well, look at yeah. that. It's cute. <laughs> Um, no, 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 all right. <laughs> so who should we cheers to which which um, one of the many victims in this story should we cheers to i think like you said i think let's cheers to everyone who decided to be a change like break not that continue. that wheel break that yeah. cycle yeah, yeah break that wheel amen so, cheers so cheers right. to you cheers, all yeah. cute Mine sounded bad, but that's okay. Katie yeah. hated her. Oh, sorry, I'm getting out of an aluminum cheers. can. So. <laughs> Very cute. Um, Super cute.
but right. yeah, follow. Uh, we're this is we're just gonna plug ourselves at the end of this. But, yeah, <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at What in the Pod, and on are Facebook, we tweeting? I have been tweeting a little bit. Okay, cute. So come follow us on Twitter. I've posted a couple memes and like some retweets. So. Cute. I like um, it. No, I love it. Yeah, get at us over on Twitter. Um, Instagram, we post a lot more. Um, and then Facebook, we are what in the actual podcast. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> and that's yeah. pretty much it. Remember to subscribe and rate us and review us. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. We will Thank see you. you next week. Yeah. When we do another story of which we're not sure what's going to be yet. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. It changes every second. What are we doing? It really does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Bye-bye.